0: The Beauty Call Podcast starts now. But I think sugar in particular, that sweet taste, most of us have that. There are very few people who are not attracted to that sweet. Mm-hmm. And it's really, when you think about it, it's probably, you know, it's it's a, almost a genetic thing. I mean, even breast milk is sweet. Think about it. Right. And so... When we're babies, so with, with your son, you know, when he was when he was first born and he cried, well, the f- first thing you what do you do? You pick him up. And then what's the next thing you do? You feed him, yeah, right. Whether it's breast milk, breast milk, or formula or something else. So we learn from a very young age then that food means comfort. When you need advice on beauty. We're going to call Beautical with Janice McQueen. Janice is easy and loves to have casual yet informative conversations on sex, beauty, love, fashion, work-life balance, diet, fitness, nutrition, relationship, and life's ups and downs. Join the Beauty Cold Podcast and learn inside secrets to true beauty.
1: Hi and welcome, this is Beauty Call Podcast. I'm your host Janice McQueen and I'm here today with Dr. Sheila Hughes. She is a veteran family practice physician, a graduate of Temple Medical School in Philadelphia with medical training at the University of Maryland Hospital and the Medical Center in Columbus, Georgia. As a former yo yo dieter fighting the carbohydrate craze of being a working mom, she built a successful weight management business in Beverly Hills and now has her own private practice exclusive to weight management and wellness in the city of Los Angeles. Welcome, Dr. Hughes. How are you? Oh, I am so good. Thank you, Janice. Well, you're an old friend, and, yeah. <laughs> and not old in the age because we are so young, but yeah. definitely old, and it's been a m- <laughs> quite a lot of years. Yeah. and but it's been too long since I've seen you. It has. It you has. look beautiful. It's Oh, thank you! You haven't Janet. aged a day. You haven't aged a day at all. I swear.
0: <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. You know, it's it's really funny. Some of my, um, I tell my son, then you know, I feel like I'm 37. That's what I feel like. I'm, you know, he's he's 31, so I'm he's mm-hmm. not really thrilled with that. <laughs> <laughs> Our kids never want to hear that we're close to them and how we feel. Right? right? Yeah. Yeah. But. So, here's a fun question. It's like, how old would you be if you didn't know how old you were? Ooh, that is a
1: really great question. Do you ask your, your patients that question? Yeah, I do. <laughs>
0: I do, I do. I, because I think that's important in terms of how we look at life and how we handle life and yeah. whatnot. I think too often we're looking at that chronological age. Mm. And so yes. that that creates the problem. It does. Yeah. And how did you pick 37? It was a great year <laughs> it was a great year yeah yeah and just to go ahead and then have i think my daughter chelsea was probably one cameron was probably two years old at that point mm-hmm. in time and so we were in we were still in mississippi at that point in time and so um working for a national public health service corps we didn't have a lot and but it was such a great year then mm-hmm. Uh, for us. It was just really, you know, my my office at that time was in a little trailer. It was in like a little three-bedroom trailer. <laughs> Aww. And one, of, one of the bedrooms then was my office, and the other two were exam rooms. The kitchen was like the, the lab and where you check in and, and, and check out. And most of our patients there actually did not pay us in money, but... So we ate a lot of rabbit, and we learned how to eat venison, and quail, and all kinds of things like that. But it was a really, it was a great time. Well, I loved it. I think, I think
1: that's important that you say that. It's about being just simple times in our life is yeah. where we we sort of fondly think of those times. Mm-hmm. And I loved being 37 as well. I would love to be that age again, but but always know what I know now,
0: right? Right. <laughs> Yes, the wisdom of 64 with the age of, but feeling like 37. Well, you look like you're 37. <laughs> And I,
1: I well, thank you. and I and I don't I'm the kind of I'm just like George Washington. I cannot tell a lie. I really can't you can tell when I tell a lie I start just sweating profusely and getting red in the face. I just cannot lie. No, you look beautiful. Okay. You really do. You you actually age backwards, I believe. You're a Benjamin Button kind of person. You look, you do look great and I and I it's probably your great living and the fact that you you live life and you And I love the fact you have so many dreams and goals and that you have been so successful and that when you become successful, you reinvent yourself. Mm -hmm. And you're continually reinventing yourself. And since I met you, I've seen you reinvent yourself, what, at least three times? Yeah, yeah. Because you're constantly doing that. I think that keeps you so young Mm -hmm. at heart, but also young on the surface. And if anybody were to ever ask your age, I don't think they would Or they would ever guess that you were sixty-four. You said, "Right, Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) I don't believe it. Not one, not one (laughs) bit. You're lying." (laughs) But let's go back to your patients and the Mm -hmm. fact that that's one of the questions that you ask them. Yeah, tell us a little bit about what you do here,
0: about your practice. Well, my practice is weight management. And also, obviously, I do a lot of wellness then, too, as well. But with the the weight management, so a lot of it is nutrition. Mm -hmm. um, In terms, I don't do diets. Then it's about lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a meal plan. It's, It's lifestyle. And I'll be honest, a lot of it is more coaching even than what it would be then um you know having specific things now obviously i tell people what to eat mm-hmm. uh, or give suggestions mm-hmm. but most of us honestly have a fair idea mind the time people get to me they have a fair idea i mean they have been there done that already for the mm-hmm. vast majority of my patients so um but it's more about the reasons why we eat when we're not hungry Oh, you really get
1: into that deep dive as to the why yeah. of whether they're concerned about maybe being a certain age or they're concerned about stress of life and
0: right. it really does affect how that's, you feel that's right. and yeah. your, your and that's part of how I got mm-hmm. out of the yo-yo dieting for myself, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm I am a self-admitted carbohydrate addict. <laughs> I think we all are all right. at some point, and especially if you have. What's your favorite pe- carbohydrate? Come on. Well, give it's it not up. a real. Car- well, actually, it's let's be honest. It's like dip peanut butter. Really? Yeah. Crunchy. Mmm. Yeah. It's fatty. Oh, good, yeah. Sweet, all that sugar, all that stuff. Right, it that is. Stuff it is. In there. Yeah. yeah. That is good. Yeah. I haven't
1: had. I haven't had Jif Chiffy, It's Jiff or Jiffy. Mm-hmm. So it's been that long since I've had it. Probably yes. since I was a little girl. Yeah. That is a South. That is a Southern peanut butter. Yes, it for is.
0: For sure. For sure, for sure. I mean, I hate to admit this, um, but I graduated from medical school weighing, let's say, almost twice what I weigh now. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm not going to say the actual number, but yeah. Do you think that was the pressure of being in school
1: that caused you to gain all the weight?
0: It was. And so I was, uh, like I say, an emotional eater. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are. But mm-hmm. we, we eat then to calm ourselves, to soothe ourselves for all these various different reasons.
1: Yeah, food is calming. It's, it is. It's, food equates to love in a lot of cultures, right. especially from the South. That's I'm, right. I'm from North Carolina. And my grandmother and my mother, that's how they showed love, was right. this huge meal. Right. So I'm the opposite. I don't cook, I don't, but I have lots of love to give. But its I think it's because I ate and I ate and I and ate and I ate as, as a, a young adult. And mm-hmm. I was a yo-yo dieter as well. Mm-hmm. I would starve myself so that I could enjoy... All the lovely food that was available to, right. and to isn't us. Isn't that
0: interesting? Instead of then learning how to enjoy those things, but in a much smaller portion. Mm-hmm. That's hard to do. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Go big or go home. Yeah. Really yeah. But better. sugar is addicting. You know, we do mm-hmm. know that sugar and carbs and whatnot are, are really addicting. They are. And so it's it can be really difficult then once you get started mm-hmm. to kind of stop that 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 slide but I think sugar in particular that sweet taste most of us have that there are very few people who aren't attracted to that sweet Mm -hmm. and it's really when you think about it it's probably you know it's it's a almost a genetic thing I mean even breast milk is sweet think about it right and so When we're babies, so with with your son, you know, when he was when he was first born and he cried, well, the the first thing you what do you do? You pick him up, but then what's the next thing you do? You feed him, yeah, right. Whether it's breast milk, breast milk or formula or something else, so we learn from a very young age then that food means comfort. That's true. I never
1: thought about it like that. It starts from the very beginning.
0: Yeah, it does.
1: And then we sort of don't really listen to our bodies and we instead look Mm -hmm. for comfort in that food and we take it too far right like most
0: of us take it way too far and how many of us then when we were young then had parents depending on how old their parents are and you know uh, where they grew up it was the thing about my father used to say there's a war going on you know you gotta eat (laughs) everything on your plate yeah. and so then we so we're encouraged lots of us depending on our ages ask children to well you, you can't leave the table until you eat everything instead of being able to eat until no longer hungry well, small children do that yeah that's true I, I was a I was a I ate
1: everything on my plate. Mm -hmm. I was a a plate cleaner. And I don't remember my parents necessarily telling me, Mm -hmm. but I think that I felt encouraged to do that because my mother worked so hard, and my dad worked so hard to provide. Mm -hmm. And we had... But I was lucky. I did have fresh vegetables from the garden, and my mother would always have a very colorful plate. But Mm -hmm. then, of course, we'd always have a huge dessert after the fact. And so I would eat everything but oddly enough when I was a child and I ate what was put in front of me I wasn't overweight Mm -hmm. and I wasn't a yo-yo dieter it wasn't until I got into college and I was very aware of the fact that I had to fend for myself some Mm -hmm. that I would go up and down and I would rely on things that were probably not very healthy and then when I added in the healthy foods as well then ultimately you gain weight and then you're having to study for exams right, and you exactly. get stressed and mm-hmm. you gain weight and let's be honest you party mm-hmm. and you get introduced to alcohol mm-hmm. and that is sugar right and then you gain weight yes. and then you start into the cycle of after college you work and then you stress over bills and it's just an ever ending cycle so mm-hmm. that's that's wonderful how do you or how do you help your clients break this the cycle—it's
0: a process. Mm-hmm. It really is, and, and it's not one then that we do in just one week or two weeks or or, or whatnot. And so that's why I tell my patients that this is a journey. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's more like a marathon. It's not a sprint. And so, number one, just by learning to pay attention to the cues and that we have about hunger. Um, and about satisfaction or satiety because most of us eat past that yeah <laughs> right yeah so if we can learn how to stop eating when no longer hungry in a meal that really opens things up now of course then the older we get women in particular then i think we become a little bit more carbohydrate and insensitive or sensitive rather not insensitive but sensitive Mm -hmm. so that the things in that we can eat and the amounts we can eat when we're say 20 or 30 we can no longer eat you know once we we approach our 50s and 60s yeah so by you know when I see my patients weekly so yeah so we're looking at what they're eating and whatnot but then I also want to know then when they felt like they had cravings or something happened what was going on? Do you, so you encourage like journaling, mm-hmm. writing everything down.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then because you're a doctor, you also you start that, you initiate the conversation and the coaching along with tests to make sure that it's safe along the way as they learn how to eat better and take better care of themselves, which
0: I think is important. Yeah, I do too. I do too. And so for patients, for new patients, then I like to obviously have their thyroid testing done. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's one of the first things. You know, let's look at their hormones. Let's look at their thyroid. Let's make sure that there's not some other problem, some other medical issue then that's going on, then that needs to be handled either first or at the same time. You know that's great that you brought that up. Like someone like me,
1: I and I'm I'm very open about that and have been on social media that I have hypothyroidism. Mm-hmm. I was diagnosed in 2010, and it was after really with me. I could t- definitely tell I had fatigue, and I had w- uh, gained weight with no cause. Mm-hmm. I had not changed my my lifestyle or my habits. So, for me, that was a red flag, and it took a lot of asking, and and I find that so many doctors these days um, that are like, you know, traditional family practice, maybe, mm-hmm. they don't always look for that first, so it's great to hear that you test that first to see, to make sure that the person is not battling something else in addition right. to maybe... Not having the best self-care, right? Yeah. So, for someone like me who has a hypothyroidism, what is your recommendation for that? Because I have a lot of listeners who have reached out to me that have that, that have some type of thyroid issue.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, certainly the first thing is to recognize then whether it exists or not, and so people need to have that full panel done. Lots of physicians oh, would just okay. look at a TSH and. Uh, maybe a t4 mm-hmm. but you need to have it all you need to have the tsh you need to have the free t3 and free t4 you know all mm-hmm. these other things um and also then have some of the antibodies then look at then too as well to make sure then that that, that, that that's fine that that looks okay
1: good so yeah that's great so it's the full panels you're really an advocate for that person to be able to find out what really is the underlying cause Right. Yeah. because there's probably many different things yeah
0: and also then let's look at their blood sugars too Mm -hmm. as well that's important it's important because a lot of people have either some degree of um, insulin resistance they may have a little bit of metabolic syndrome then that they don't Know about that they're not aware of, and all those things could make a huge difference in terms of how your body m- metabolizes. Mm-hmm. You know what you eat. True. I um, I became plant based in
1: two thousand and four, and I for me that really works very mm-hmm. well and helps keep the hypothyroidism. Even though I was diagnosed later, I think that I was already showing signs of that, mm-hmm. and because when I hit 40 it's just you know your body changes as you get older and that really has helped me and I know it's it's helped some other people that I've sort of turned on to plant-based that doesn't mean that you have to be full vegan Mm -hmm. it's just about adding more nutrition nutritionally dense food into your diet and having primary primarily plant-based options in your diet Mm -hmm. so that you are getting the nutrients that you do need and that works really really well for me and helps keep that at bay but I'm I am, I guess, one of the lucky ones in that I, I really do watch it, and I've always been very self-aware, which, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to, to talk with you, because mm-hmm. I know that you're a strong advocate for men and women to make sure that they're taking care of themselves, and they are checking their blood, and they're checking their sugar. they're finding, You're finding out ahead of time if they have thyroid issues or um, maybe could be pre-diabetic, which right. is hugely right. a problem in the United States right now. Mm-hmm. And watching that sugar consumption. Because um, I, 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 I'm I, not 100%, but I did give up sugar at the first of the year. And I will say that if you can do that, it makes you feel so much Better, I have so much more energy. Yeah, I feel so much better about how I just my body looks and and how I feel. So I, I believe in that. If you can give it up, but have the occasional,
0: you know, everything's in moderation. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so you know, every now and then, I think is fine. Mm-hmm. And. You gotta have that Jif. F- you gotta have the crunchy chip.
1: Every once in a while. <laughs> or oh, for me, and, I cheat for cheesecake. I cheat for
0: cheesecake. <laughs> and if someone's serving cheesecake, I get an event. I can't. Uh, I have
1: to have a few bites. I yeah, have to. Well, I hear
0: you. I hear you. Well, there's also this little bit of a chocolate thing too going on. Oh, so. girl, you're talking to the right girl. The I yes. Chocolate. yes, yes,
1: yes. Yeah, you gotta sure. have that sometimes. Yeah, occasional absolutely. glass of wine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And enjoy life along yeah, the way. Yeah, but you
0: learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. It's it, lifestyle, which it you is. said everything
1: is lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have to ask. So you 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 talk with everyone. You make sure you understand where they're from, where right. they're going, where right. they want to be, right? And do the the right tests, and then you help them along the way. And that is a process. There's no quick fixes. Sure. There's no... As much as we want one. I know. And there's no... I don't want to disparage any of those great books that are out there and those great diets, but I sort of will disparage them because there's no way that you can continue on like an Atkins diet Mm -hmm. or the the keto diet that's so big right now unless you are deciding to do that to sort of do a a jump start and then you have a healthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm a big fan of intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. Do you ever do that or suggest that for someone? Yeah, I do.
0: I do, I do. And so for, first and and it really I think a lot of it depends for that person because even if you're looking at what they do, mm-hmm. I mean all those things have to kind of come into play in terms of when you're able to eat depending on what your job is, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I, again, it's going back to relating to cues about eating when hungry. And most people who right. are doing intermittent fasting find then that they don't, there are people who don't get hungry early in the day. They may mm-hmm. not be hungry until closer to 12 o'clock or 1 o'clock or even 11 o'clock, right? So for them not to eat anything uh, between those hours I think makes a big difference. Studies do show Then does it increase the metabolism? yeah it does you have increased hours of catabolism mm-hmm. so it, it can make a, a big difference but then there are those especially for people though who kind of have fluctuating blood sugars then probably they need to eat more often and not necessarily do the intermittent fasting on a regular basis.
1: Some people can graze throughout the entire day and they're better at smaller meals which I know is also works really well for that lifestyle change. For me, that doesn't work and Mm -hmm. I think that's just the difference and I know that. I can listen to my body and I realize that and you help people find out what works best for them. works for them, Which is great. Yeah. So, do you obviously work with them in person but you also work with
0: people long distance as Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. and they just check in with you? Yeah. And so, I like, to then talk to my patients once a week. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, so if, if people are here, then they come into the office and once a week. I have lots of patients actually who live outside of California. I have actually a couple. I have um, someone, and I have patients right now in England and Germany and mm-hmm. um, where else? Uh, Egypt. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's it always really interesting Australia, so but we do it by Skype, mm-hmm. you know, or we're sometimes we'll, we'll do a FaceTime or something like that, or do a Zoom. Um, so it doesn't matter where someone is, and we can still you work know, with them. Yeah,
1: and I think that's important, you know, for everybody to know because. I think that is just the way of the world, especially, you know, you can't always be able to work with someone face-to-face, but we mm-hmm. have these great resources now where people can help you regardless of where you live, and right. it might be just maybe an introduction, a conversation to see where they are and what kind of help that you can provide them, mm-hmm. which is great. So, you know, typically, we know you have the the weekly office visits or the weekly chat, right. regardless if it's here or Um, long distance, which is fine. And what can people typically see when it comes to maybe weight loss results or that change in lifestyle? How long does that typically take? And I'm using the word typically or not. I don't know why, but I just want to make sure people understand that, you know, what is normal for what can they expect if they come to you? Right.
0: Well, their initial weight loss really kind of depends on how they were eating before they came in, right? So those who are eating a lot of carbs, then are going to have that first week have the biggest weight loss and a lot of that is water weight because the carbs are actually stored in our body uh with water so then um but for me typical weight loss after that first week is one to two pounds per week
1: but that's great i mean that's how you should lose it nice and slow and steady
0: Mm-hmm. So that you're
1: not starving. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because then you go off the diet and overeat, which right. is yes. our body tends to feel like as if we're in starvation mode. And so we will overindulge. And then you feel bad. And yeah. then it's a vicious cycle.
0: Right. Yeah. And then because you feel bad, then you comfort yourself with more food.
1: hmm I've been it all. I have, I, again, don't, I'm not too shy to share that I have been anorexic. I've been a bulimic. I've been an overeater. I've been a yo-yo dieter, mm-hmm. and I won't even begin to tell you what. Well, you know <laughs> what girls do when they're they're competing That's in right. swimsuit, mm-hmm. and I do not recommend it. That's not how I ever met to treat my body, but I definitely tell girls that I work with now, and as well as men that are in competing in any type of fitness competition or a pageant or they're modeling or acting mm-hmm. that that is not what i recommend anymore and to learn from my mistakes uh, and so i think that your philosophy is so refreshing and the fact that you do all the the tests and you make sure they're doing it safely mm-hmm. along the way and you guide them is right. so important because we need accountability right we do and that's
0: part of that coming in and then talking to me and mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, I, I think it all makes a really big difference. Not everybody has support. I mean, it would be great True. to be in the family mm-hmm. then where, you know, your your partner or spouse or your children are very supportive. But that doesn't always happen.
1: No. So many... So many couples and so many families, they eat different ways and philosophies of people are different and Mm -hmm. people are always ready for that next step. Right. And it's sad that they have to have maybe a health scare first or their loved one to have a health scare, which Mm -hmm. is a shame. We should all really be mindful of our our bodies, you know, always.
0: Right. Well, the food industry, honestly, has not helped us. (laughs) No. You know, And, and so there is such promotion of these high really high fat and really high carb and, mm-hmm. and high sugar uh, products and, and whatnot and there's so much just geared also to children you know in commercials and all these other mm-hmm. things so it, it can make it just more of a challenge yeah in school systems as or well a school
1: system my my I think my son's first encounter with chocolate or sugar was when he went to preschool yeah. I tried to remove what I could from his diet and keep healthy options for him Mm -hmm. and I remember him walking or me picking him up and walking into the house saying mom what is this chocolate that they're telling me about I was like I was like oh no you you found out Uh oh busted so and the rest is history you
0: right know? no longer <laughs> innocent no longer
1: innocent ruined her life but you know and of course i i laugh about it but that really happened and yeah. so we can protect our families the best we can ourselves but it does it's not easy yeah. out in the world today it's not easy to go out to eat but there's so many great choices and it's great that you teach people how to do that
0: yeah yeah i don't make hermits i don't want someone to come in um because they have a feel-good, healthy weight and that they want to um, attain and, and change their life. Mm-hmm. You have to make it part of your lifestyle, and it gets to f- try to fit it in t- into your lifestyle rather than making what you eat, then, you know, make your life fit into what you eat. Right. Because otherwise, it's just not going to work. You and, do yeah. it for a short period of time, and then, it's, and then you're over it.
1: And if it's no fun, you're not going to do it. You have to make fun out of it. You don't want to be allergic to a lifestyle diet. You want to be able to enjoy it while you're doing it and understand it. That's great. Yeah. So I want to switch gears just a little bit because, you know, your main focus is weight loss Uh and helping people have a healthy lifestyle. But you also offer some other great sort of, and explain it to me. I don't know if it's, I would call it a quick fix, but an alternative or an aid with uh, Body FX mm-hmm. and Smart Lipo. So, so walk us through that. Tell yeah. me a little bit about those options. Well, you
0: know, that actually started because of the weight management, and mm-hmm. so we have some patients. You know, we all have these like these little areas in our body then that just don't go away, no, no. matter. <laughs> you know, you can be as big as a twig, and you're going to still have that little. Area and so, for a lot of us, it's bothersome. Mm-hmm. And part of it is also in terms of clothing styling, in terms of how clothes fit now, and then how they're made. And, and you know, they're all basically made for a certain body type. If you don't have that body type, you're not fitting into that pair of jeans. we having something you know, bulging out of yes. yes. the exactly. <laughs> <No>. exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> So that's how actually that whole idea then Mm -hmm. with that got started, Mm -hmm. um, is to help to assist then to reduce that. Now, smart lipo, it is actually a form of liposuction. I do it here in the office, and I use something that's called tomescent anesthesia. Mm -hmm. And it's like a dilute um, lidocaine which we actually inject into the fat, and then I use the, the laser then to help melt it. And we have little tiny little micro cannulas that we use to, then to suck that out, to suck it out. So minimally invasive, and I generally do them on Thursdays, and people may take one day off work, um, although I have people who go back to work the next day. I don't recommend it, but some do. Um, and uh, people are good to go, basically, on you know that Monday.
1: Wow. Yeah,
0: so, but now this is for people who have little small areas, mm-hmm. right? If you have a really large area, then that's probably not then the new way to go.
1: Okay. Yeah. With that. So like a spot reduction. Because there's no such yeah. thing as spot training. You can't get rid of that spot. That's right. No matter how hard you try. That's right. That's, that's for right. the spot reduction that's that you can spot. do in office.
0: Right. Yeah. And, it's, and so, I mean, it, it's, it's certainly, it's, it's faster, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the other then um, is then with the in-mode, and that's called body effects. And this is completely non-invasive. Um, and with that, it's, it's a longer process, um, but this uses radio frequency and then heat, and so then you heat these cells, then to the point where then um, they then slowly then release some of the fat, um, the, the fat. Uh, now. That we usually do on weekly sessions, and it takes, for most people, between seven and eight sessions, and so we can either do it for just fat, um, we can do it to help with skin tightening, then too as well, oh, yeah. or to also to reduce cellulite, which is genetic. Because you could be 100 pounds and still have cellulite. Oh, yes, absolutely. yeah. yeah. So you could use that body FX
1: like after you lose weight to sort of help with the firming and toning of right. the area.
0: Yeah, you as can. Well. But one of my recommendations, though, for a, a lot of patients, especially folks who women who are in their later forties, fifties, and sixties, if that's something that they are interested in, is don't wait till you get into to the end, mm-hmm. because our skin is not as elastic, you know, at this point in time in our lives. So rather than waiting until you have more loose skin to tighten. So as you're losing weight, if you're then also doing a tightening process, then at the same time, then things will be better. You'll get better results.
1: That is great. So on the body FX, is that something where you could do a larger area as Mm -hmm. well? Yeah. So that would be the, the difference between the two, or if someone didn't want something that was, they were maybe the lipo word they didn't like the idea of actually sucking out the fat this sort of melts the fat so to speak right over time Mm -hmm. and then we just sort of assimilate that through our body correct okay great yeah yeah so how do i mean just talking to a novice here and just sort of wanting to know because i've i've you know i've been hearing about these different procedures is body effects similar or better than cool sculpting or is it well they're different different yeah
0: they're different. Personally, I like the body effects over the cool sculpting. Cool sculpting is what we call cryolipolysis. So it basically mm-hmm. um, kills fat cells by freezing them. Now, there are more studies in that show than there can be side effects associated than with that. Sometimes with a little bit of nerve damage, or you have areas the, that are very inconsistent mm-hmm. um, in terms of what it looks like. Some people just don't respond to it. Um, so, and which is the reason, these are the reasons why I prefer using the radio frequency as opposed to doing the other. Yeah, there's just less side effect, poss- possibility of side effects with it.
1: That's amazing.
0: That is great.
1: Um, I love
0: the whole idea
1: that you have options for everybody based on what they need And that you give them advice, and it sounds to me like you encourage them to make that decision themselves, too. What's best for them, Mm -hmm. which is great. Mm
0: -hmm. And if they need it, great. And I have actually suggested to some people then that they not do it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because if, if someone comes in and they're very overweight, they're not really interested in their own personal nutrition. Then, honestly, I don't think either of those options are probably the best for them because, though, while they may not gain weight back in that area, if they're not having the best nutrition, they're going to gain it in other areas, and they're ultimately not going to be happy.
1: That makes sense. Yeah, they have to work on themselves before they work on themselves.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. They have to work on themselves before they work on themselves. Great way of saying it. Okay, I'm gonna
1: take that. You can oh, take oh, that. Yeah, I'm gonna borrow that,
0: Janice. Oh my goodness,
1: oh, I just love that. Oh So if you've got a spot that you want to take care of, you can take care of that. But yeah. I love the whole holistic approach. Approach to just being more. More nutritionally minded, and and the weight loss, and then you know we all have areas that we don't love. So it sounds like it's a very non-invasive way of taking care of that. So that's really great to know. So I have to ask you. I know you just came back from this great trip, and I appreciate you talking with me today. And you're a a little bit jet lag, but you don't look
0: like it. You look (laughs) amazing. You have all this
1: great energy about you. But tell us about what your your most recent trip and what you did.
0: Ah, yes. So I went to Bali. And I was there for two weeks. I have actually been with a group uh, going back and forth to Bali, probably for the last four or five years. Um, and a friend, mentor, you know, her name is Candace Silvers. And so she actually started this. Um, and she would go, and this is before I started going, and we would go see these Balinese healers, you know, and they have these modalities. Um, because most of them are in villages and don't, they Can only use that type of health care, they don't have the other, and so. Um, but some of the things then that I saw them doing, I was like, okay, there's something else here than that's going on because they're not using traditional Western medicine. So then we kind of searched and researched, and uh, after. ...seeing various different healers to find out who taught that one and who taught that one. And so, found uh, a, a gentleman who is a doctor who has his, actually has his own hospital. But he has this healing technique that's called Murti. Mm-hmm. And basically, it uses touch and what they refer to as Vedic breath to actually... ...which they use to actually diagnose as well as to heal, heal and cure... And so, I mean, it is just the most mind-blowing thing. And some of the things then that we saw, I just, you know, know, being a scientist, there's a part of me that says, how is that possible? (laughs) Yeah. Right? But then actually then seeing the results says something else. And so we all decided then that we wanted to learn this. And so then that's part of the reason why we were there. That's it's, great.
1: Mm-hmm. Are you going to integrate some of those practices in what you do now? Absolutely. Mm, yeah. To be continued. Yeah. Woo! I love that. Yeah. I just love the fact that you just keep, you know, this, this thirsting for knowledge, and I think you have to to continue doing that and adding to all the things that you offer. You know your your friends, your family, your. Right. Your patients. What's well, about the community. growing?
0: It's about growing, you know, because we're never too old. My dad will be ninety-five in July. Oh, what a blessing. Right, it is. And he but he's always doing something new, he's doing something different. And I, I and I think that's the reason why. Mm-hmm. Then at ninety-five he volunteers at a nursing home. He's the oldest person there. <laughs>
1: And he's volunteering. And he's volunteering. And he's a volunteer. <laughs> but he
0: probably is like you, and he looks like he's thirty-seven. <laughs> well, maybe sixty-seven. <laughs> but he looks pretty darn good for his age, I tell you. Wow. Yeah. What great jeans that you have. In well, your I, I am appreciative. I mean, I really am. I really am. But but it still goes back to the fact that for so many of us, especially I think for women, then we get to a certain age, and then the idea is in that well, we don't have use, mm-hmm. right? And so rather than that winding down and not doing anything, oh my goodness, this is the time it's even a better time of life. You know, if you have children and your children are growing or they're grown or you, you probably don't have the same amount of responsibilities uh, whether at home or at work, then so you can use this, because we all have things that we've always wanted to do mm-hmm. but never took an opportunity to do it. Why not make that now absolutely preaching to the choir <laughs> but that's it. what
1: you're doing that's what I'm doing with this podcast So it's like it's another layer to well what I envision it to be is a is to reach you know women and men worldwide that want to pursue their dreams yeah. or they they want to be their very best and you know even though we're starting with beauty inside and out with with being beauty call podcast the goal is to is to continue to meet you know wonderful people like you that are continuing to grow and better themselves and helping others along the way. Absolutely. So how can our listeners find you, visit you, Skype you, follow you? If you would share with us how to reach you, that'd be great.
0: Yeah. So patients can always call me. Uh, My office number is 424-208-3093. The other easy way is then just to look us up online, DrSheilaHughes.com. So it's drsheliahughes.com, and so uh, they can uh, make do online uh, reservation, or uh, we can call them back. They leave us a message, and that's. We're also on Instagram, yes.
1: Sheila Hughes
0: MD, and then uh, on Facebook, then too as well.
1: So Sheila Hughes MD is your handle for both of those. Mm-hmm. If they want to reach out and sort of see the great content that you have. And look online, and you can find all the resources there to be able to follow you and to reach out to you, whether you are in Los Angeles, Southern California, or worldwide. You can help someone, and it just takes one step towards your health by contacting Dr. Sheila. (laughs) Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at beauty call podcast and subscribe rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.